Welcome to Sports Spectrum, the sports and faith podcast that brings Jesus back into the conversation. Here's your host, Jason Romano. This episode of the Sports Spectrum podcast with Team USA softball player Janie Reed is brought to you by Compassion International. $38 a month releasing a child from poverty. That's what happens when you sponsor a child through Compassion International. The website is Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Your chance to make a difference in a child's life with food, education, medical care, vocational training, all done in the name of Jesus, $38 a month. That's what it is. That's the difference you can make by sponsoring a child through Compassion. Go to Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum and sponsor a child today. Today's guest on the podcast is Jamie Reed, Team USA softball player. Jamie was actually a guest on this podcast back in March of 2018 with her husband, Jake Reed. Jake is a pitcher in the Minnesota Twins organization, reached AAA last year with the Twins, hopefully gets to the big leagues in 2019, God willing. So Janie is the wife of a professional baseball player. She's also a pretty good softball player. And Janie, just a couple of weeks ago, January 7th, 2019, was named to Team USA's 2019 national team, which is pretty cool. And she'll compete and potentially be a part of a team in 2020 that gets to compete in the Olympics. Softball returning to the Summer Olympics in Japan, and that's an exciting thing to think about as well. And Janie, a lot's going on just in the last year that we've talked to her. She was an assistant coach this past season with the Oklahoma Sooners softball team and sort of played the role of team chaplain, which we'll talk about with her. And she also was a member of the World Cup of Softball, that 2018 gold medal winning team, the one that actually qualified for the 2020 Olympics. And Janie was a part of a team that beat Japan 7-6 to in 10 innings to win it all. Very exciting softball game. And Janie has world championship experience, like I said, with a 2018 WBSC Women's World Championship gold medalist. She hit 360 with a homer and six RBI. She was also a member of the 2017 Pan American Championship gold medal team, hitting 522, 12 for 23, with 11 runs scored, seven RBI. Janie can play softball, and she's also, like I said, the wife of Jake Reed. So lots to talk about and catch up with here with Janie Reed here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. Take a listen to our conversation. Janie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to talk to you again. You were on with us about a year ago, taping uh, this interview in uh, Florida now, and you were on last year with your then, I think, a week old husband yep. and Jake Reed. And uh, today we're going to talk to you solo because you had quite the year <laughs> yourself, uh, not only from playing uh, softball, but also from coaching. So let's start. Let's start with coaching. Uh, you were a part of the Oklahoma Sooners coaching staff this year. Just wonder that team did pretty well. How was that experience for you, being a coach, an assistant coach, uh, and being around that program? Um, I think from all aspects, it really helped me grow as a person, um, as a leader, as a pretty much chaplain. I got to lead. Um, chapels on the weekends and Bible studies with the girls all the time. So that allowed me to, I think, share more often and write more messages and kind of understand how to really articulate things to young women, which is something I'm passionate about. Um, and I'm super thankful for Coach Gasso for giving me that role and allowing, trusting me to lead them. 
um, in that way, but also just being around the coaching staff at Oklahoma, just so talented, so family oriented and welcomed me and Jake in, um, and very hardworking, um, super high level, like high standards. Mm. Um, and there's no excuses for not meeting those standards. And it just really taught me, um, because coach Gasso is such a strong believer, it really taught me, um, you know, I saw a real life example of just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you don't work hard and you don't, you know, get stuff done and you don't perform at a high level. And you, you know, if anything, it's supposed to make you more fearless to walk into competition and to just work hard every single day. So it really built a lot of character in me, um, through that experience. And then because I was the volunteer assistant, I had, I wasn't quite a full-time coach. And so I did have time to form relationships with the girls and, um, it was really hard leaving them um, for the 2019 season, but um, just being able to, I, I got to baptize one of the freshmen last year. I want to ask just, you about that because yeah. we did a story oh, yeah. about that on Sports Spectrum, yeah. and I just wonder from a spiritual perspective, mm-hmm. so you were a volunteer assistant coach, but in many ways you were, you mentioned that word, you were the chaplain. Mm-hmm. What was that like? It was awesome to just be around them in a lot of different areas of their life. So I think a lot of times you have your chaplain who kind of drops by practice here and there and doesn't, you know, really see the full picture. And then, you know, it's great, but I just thought it was awesome to be able to be on the field with them all the time Mm -hmm. and to totally understand where they're at and walk through everything with them. And then to be able to go into the team room and have chapels or Bible studies and get to meet them where they were at there. And so I felt like they felt really understood which is super important as a student athlete to just feel yeah. like someone understands where you're coming from. You're still a player, obviously, but I wonder for you, what was the biggest lesson you learned from the coaching perspective in playing that role for the time that you did? Mm-hmm. Um, I think really coach Gasso taught me a lot as a player um, and as a coach, but I think what I really learned as a player was to, be classy and rise above things and not let it affect you emotionally, but just let it fuel a fire for you to compete even harder. And, um, just that standard. I mean, that really stuck, stuck out to me. Mm. Um, when I practice now, it's like, I'm not going 85% or 90% because I'm fast so I can get away with it. Nobody knows if I'm like taking a little bit off, but I'm not going to go, you know, any less than a hundred percent because that's, what's going to cause me to be the best player that I possibly can. So I just think that she helped really raise my standard of myself. Talking to Janie Reed here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Tell me about Church on the Dirt. This became a thing in 2018. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing and how let's let's go in terms of the creation of it and then kind of what the Lord did throughout the year and what it became. Yeah, so way back in I think October of 2016 was really when I first had the idea of let's go to tournaments and put up a booth. Maybe we'll do some church services, but we need to go to where the people already are, especially in Southern California. There's tournaments every weekend, like 300 team tournaments going on and sometimes multiple. And so it's like these, this is where the people are. So let's go to them um, because they don't have time necessarily um, that they maybe even want to, maybe they do have a little bit of time, but they don't want to prioritize it because they're tired because they're, you know, working, and then they're at the field all weekend. And then, you know, so um, 
just kind of had that passion to go to where the people already were. And then about a year after that was kind of when God started to put it on my heart to invite people to do it with me. Because up until that point, I was kind of trying to go do these things on my own. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. Like, first of all, it looked kind of awkward. Like, just me, like, sitting (laughs) at a tent with, like, some chairs. Like, hey, come hang out with me if you want. I'm going to talk about Jesus. Um, But then once my friends got involved on the national team, I just, you know, a few of us formed a friendship and that was it. Um, it wasn't, you know, initially this business partnership or anything like that. It was just this friendship where we just all met each other on common ground. And then, um, I asked if they would want to be a part of it. And so Michelle Moultrie, Aubrey Monroe, Ali Aguilar, and Nikki Udria have really, I mean, it would not be what it is if they hadn't said yes and just been obedient. Um, and so I'm just really grateful for that. But, um, yeah, so in the last year, we've gotten to be at some of the biggest tournaments in Southern California, and um, we just really, I mean, we offer chapel services sometimes, so we'll go, you know, tell us what time your team ends a game, or, you know, maybe 15 minutes before they start warming up, and we'll just come give a quick devotional, so we'll meet with teams individually, mm-hmm. and then on Sunday, we set up a tent, um, try and make it homey and feel like a church, so we'll have coffee, We'll have um, chairs and try to set up like a prayer wall and just make it look very inviting. And then people, as they're ending games or whatever, walking by, um, you know, parents waiting for their kid to warm up, they can just kind of stop by and um, and get a word. Um, and so all of us kind of write messages and, and share throughout the morning. Is there a story you can share of somebody that you... Uh, without giving names, obviously, somebody that came and maybe was impacted going through something and because of Church on the Dirt, you were able to either lead them to Christ or pray with them or just encourage them. Can you share maybe a story that's, you know, certainly anonymous. We don't want to put anybody on the spot here, Mm -hmm. but just share a story of maybe something you saw. Yeah, I think, honestly, the parents are impacted the most a lot of the times um, because they feel guilty because they feel like they are the ones that are taking their kids out of church and putting them on the field. And on one hand, they want to do what's best for them athletically, but on the other hand, they feel solely responsible for taking their kids out of church. And so when we come and and put on these services, they are just so grateful. Obviously, the girls are like, oh, this is cool, but if you grow up seeing something like that, you don't think it's totally out of the norm. But I think the parents more so... Um, just looking at the whole picture, they're just so grateful that we're there doing it. And so we've had um, probably a handful of moms that I can remember. Just They just cry um, when we pray in a circle. A lot of times they cry too because families just fall out of praying together. And so when families are, so we end each service with holding pinkies, Mm. um, with everybody that came. And so if you don't want to pray, you just squeeze the pinky next to you and then the next person can go. And if you want to pray, you can pray and then squeeze. And a lot of times the parents just lose it when they hear their kids praying because, um, you know, if you're not, maybe you're not praying together anymore, or you don't know where your child is at anymore with their faith. And then you hear them talking to God. It just really touches the parents. Did you get any brushback at all? I wonder any pushback. I mean, just getting into tournaments like that. My daughter plays softball too, not certainly at that level, but she's 
in some tournaments. And uh, I just wonder if there was any brushback or pushback or what that was like. Yeah, we were really passionate about getting involved with this one specific organization because they run some of the biggest tournaments. And we played, a couple of us played in them um, growing up in the travel ball organization. Yeah, travel ball worlds. And he actually... It was so crazy because when we went to meet with him, um, we were kind of worried too. We didn't know where he was at, if he would be open to it. And he said he used to be very involved with the Catholic Church. And as soon as his daughter started playing softball, they, that he like he's like I maybe go you know four times a year now, whereas mm. I was going to church almost every single day. Yeah. Um, and so he felt passionately about it too. And I think I've heard a few things about. Um, you know, wanting other religions represented, which that is totally fine. You know, like it, we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. So that is what we're, you know, going to be communicating. But if anyone else also wanted to, you know, raise up an organization and be present there, sure, go for it, you know? So, um, that's, but we wouldn't be preaching the truth, you know, if we were trying to cater to every religion and so um there's been a little bit of that but you know not necessarily any pushback Janie reads our guest here on the podcast so on the field you were back with team usa which was really cool and you guys won the wbsc world championships in japan of all places and i know your dad is 100 percent japanese so that's quite the interesting connection there uh i wonder what that was like you guys won a seven to six game against japan in 10 innings uh and you won the gold medal what stands out for you about that game and just that time being in japan and competing with team usa Um, That was probably one of the, if not the highlight of my career so far. Um, I've been playing with Team USA for four seasons now, and I felt like in the first half of my career with USA, not a lot of people back home were really interested in what we were doing because it didn't really have anything to do with the Olympics, and that's that's always been the biggest stage for softball. and so it was really awesome just to know that so many people were cheering for us and rooting for us um, in world championships. Um, but what really stands out to me in that game was the outfield. Um, so we have Michelle Moultrie in right field. I was in left field. And then Haley McClenney is in center field. And we're all believers. Mm. And just every inning in between innings, we'd come together. And normally we just say something silly and then we go to our positions. But we just all knew like we needed just to come back (laughs) because you know, your emotions can get so crazy. And, you know, depending on like, there is a couple situations where I could have put us ahead and I didn't have very good at bats. And obviously I'm going to be upset about that, but coming out to the outfields and having two other believers out there, that are just like, God is faithful. Like, you know, and we're just reminding each other and speaking truth over one another Um, And then even in the dugout, um, you know, if I can tell that one of my friends is a little nervous or something's going on, I'm like, hey, what do you want me to pray for you about? And people ask me that too. And so then, you know, I'm like, okay, Aubrey, Misha needs prayer over this. And then she goes and tells someone. And so Michelle's up to bat and she's got like seven people in the dugout (laughs) praying for her. Um, And it's just so cool. You know, I've never experienced that on any other team that I've ever been on. Um, and so it was just really awesome. And I didn't have the game that I would like, um, in that championship game, but after the game, 
um, I think it was Aubrey, she came up to me and we had had a devotional like a few days before. And it was just about like approaching the throne of God with confidence. We were in Hebrews and, um, and I just shared a little bit about that. And she, after the game, you know, she had that huge hit and um she was like i was just praying boldness just like you're talking about like over myself i'm like this is what it's about you know like it's not about being the star it's not about the results it's just about like god is somehow going to glorify himself and i just want to be a part of it that's awesome i love that and you can make an impact no matter what you're doing on the Mm -hmm. field like just being in, in, uh, a light for him everywhere you go is what he's called us to do. And it sounds like some good things were pretty were happening there with that yeah. team. Let me ask you about the Olympics. And you, you were part of the team that qualifies that win, in essence, in that tournament against Japan, qualify the U.S. to be back in the Olympics in 2020. I know we talked a year ago with Jake uh, on the podcast about what that would be like. But now it's, it's a reality that Team USA is going to be playing in mm-hmm. Japan, Tokyo in 2020 for the Olympics. What stands out for you when I say that? Like, what is what feelings, what thoughts come to mind when I say, hey, USA is going to be playing in the Olympics for softball in 2020? Um, I think it just feels like a reality, like you said, Um, for the first time. It feels really real and it feels attainable for me personally um, just to be there and um, had a great summer and played well. Um, and so I just feel like, you know, I don't take anything for granted. I don't feel comfortable for one second on this team, but I'm just like, it's something that's within reach. And I just am excited every time I go hit, every time I go work out, I just feel like it's this tangible thing that I'm working towards finally. Whereas in the past three years, it's kind of been, I can kind of see it, you know, I can kind of see that Olympic dream, but it was first, it was waiting for softball to even be in the 2020 Olympics. And then it was waiting for this qualifier. And so now it's like, okay, there's nothing left to do. We're going in 2020. Now I just need to try to be on that team. (laughs) Yeah. And it's the the process, the way it works for people listening that don't know, even though you've been on the team the last four years, you still have to try out Mm -hmm. to make this team in 2020 but what would that moment be like for you to be on that team and to to be a part of a a team that's competing at the olympics it makes me really excited even to think about and god has just put this passion on my heart and um like i said even physically to work out and train um i just have such a passion to go for it and to give it all i have um but to actually be on that roster i mean i can't even explain what that would feel like just to have that opportunity i think especially because growing up i was never that player on the team that you would think would be in the olympics one day i think um i kind of was a late bloomer and so it's just sort of surreal for a player like me I can just picture church on the dirt happening at the Olympics, too. That'd be pretty awesome, right? Yeah, we need um, that proclaimer so we can give it to the other countries at the Olympics. Yeah, we need to get, uh, what is it, a faith comes by hearing. Yes. And we get them. They just spoke at the conference that we're both at right now, and they have the Bible in all these different languages. Mm -hmm. And how great would that be to take that with you to the Olympics and do church on the dirt in how many different languages? Yeah. It'd be amazing, right? Yeah. That would be so cool. Janie Reed's been our guest here on the podcast. Let me close with this. Um, when we had you on last year, and I encourage people to go back and listen to the first podcast we did with your husband, Jake, you had just gotten married literally 
a week earlier from the time that we spoke. Now it's been over a year Mm -hmm. and you're still married, which is a good thing. (laughs) But tell me what you've learned in the past year about marriage and about being a wife. And I think, don't forget Jake, for those that don't know, is a baseball player. He was at AAA with the Twins this year in Rochester, a pitcher who's on the rise and we hope makes the majors in 2019 and, and just lots of great things happening with him. What has God taught you about marriage in this last year? Um, God has taught me a lot of things about marriage um, <laughs> in a year. I think first and foremost, I've seen unconditional love, I think. Um, I think that's something that I've struggled with just because my dad was always my hitting coach. And so that line is hard to keep, you know, as a parent because yeah. you're coaching. Um, and so sometimes you're disappointed with a player you know, like I've been disappointed with players plenty of times. Um, but then you're also, you know, this girl's dad. And so you're trying to keep softball separate. But, it, you know, sometimes they collide. You're just, you know, yeah. a few feet in the backyard. So um, so I think that's something that and, – and then I've had male coaches that have kind of like blurred that line too. Like if I'm not playing well, I feel like I can't talk to them. Um, and so just experiencing, I think, you know – that's the other thing that I've learned is that Jake is very patient and I'm not very patient. Mm-hmm. Um, but just experiencing that when I fall short, that I kind of expect him to just kind of like want to hang out by himself for a little bit, but he's always willing to work it out. And he always, I don't know, just very caring. And I didn't, I just, I guess I, I knew that about him, but I didn't expect to see that because I didn't expect myself to, I guess, fall short so much in marriage. I kind of, I think I, one of my faults in my spiritual life in general is just remembering that I need a savior. I've always been like a good girl. And so, um, I've always, you know, felt like, oh, I'm a good person, you know, and kind of walk around like that sometimes instead of remembering, no, I need a savior at every moment of life. Um, and so Jake has just been, I don't know, he's just been very solid and, you know, men are just like, here and women are like crazy. So um, just, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Marriage is crazy, but it's really awesome. That's good. That's awesome. Well, Janie Reed has been our guest here on the podcast. And Janie, we just thank you for joining us. We'll be watching you, uh, praying for you, certainly for Church on the Dirt. And uh, hopefully that Olympic dream comes true. So thanks for joining us here on the podcast and we'll catch up again soon. Thank you. That was Janie Reed here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. Got a chance to catch up with Janie at a conference. Uh, in late 2018, and always good to catch up in person with Janie and wish her and, of course, her husband, Jake, nothing but the best for a great 2019 year. Janie, if you want to give her a follow on Twitter, is at jtakada19. So the letter J, then T-A-K-E-D-A-19 on Twitter. Give her a follow. Let her know that you heard about her and heard about all that she's doing with Church on the Dirt, which I really love. Uh, certainly what she did last year with Oklahoma and sort of serving as a team chaplain, but even more with the Team USA softball team, national team in 2019 that she'll be a part of now as she made the the team and it was just announced in early January that she'll be a part of that. So really cool stuff there. Thanks to Janie for being here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. We also thank you for listening and we thank Compassion International for being a sponsor and a partner with us here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. $38 a month, food, education, medical care, vocational training. Every child deserves that, and you can make that difference for $38. Bucks. You know, everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves, and Compassion International offers that for $38 
a month. You sponsor a child, releasing them from poverty in Jesus' name. Go to the website, Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Compassion.com slash Sports Spectrum. Sponsor a child today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast with Janie Reed. We look forward to a brand new episode tomorrow here on the Sports Spectrum podcast, where you can reach us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sports underscore spectrum. And you can always reach us directly via email, directly to me, Jason at sportspectrum.com. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you next time right here on the Sports Spectrum podcast. <laughs>